Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chasing Campfires. I'm here with Enoch. Yeah. And who are we here with? We're here with another person tonight. Uh, also, Badass Burnett, also known as Kristen. We're, we are here together. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, so where do you hail from, Kristen? I am from Salt Lake City, Utah, but have been living on the road now for just over a year. And out of my 2015 Tacoma with a wedge camper on the back, and it's all built out and just been chasing shows and kind of trying to find my way in the scene. And it's really worked out well for me so far and continue that as long as I can. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. So what got you started in all this? What, what got you, what gave you the bug to to get into this traveling by vehicle and, and, and living out of your vehicle. So for me, my story, I, the Tacoma was my dream truck. I bought it brand new off the lot in the end of 2014. And I didn't know a thing about off-roading. I didn't know how to put the truck in four low. I didn't know anything about picking your lines or any of the, anything that had to do with off-roading. I knew nothing. And I just started showing up to local events and asking the stupid questions because I think that's a fear that a lot of people have when they first start out that, well, I don't know how to do this. And it's very intimidating to ask. And I was like, well, I, wa I want to learn. So I would ask the questions. And then so I became comfortable with off-roading. And as time went on, we'd go out on these bigger group trips. We would go for weekends. Now we're into overlanding trips. And there was a guy that showed up with this decked out Tacoma. He had the rooftop tent and the fridge and the solar. And I was just looking at this rig thinking, like that, that is really cool. And I want everything to do with that. This idea of being self-sufficient and that you can go for multi-days camping and off-roading and be remote and you're fine. I just gravitated to that and I thought I just loved it. It fit my personality and just me being kind of this more independent woman and just like I, I, the self-sufficiency of like I can take care of myself and I have what I have, what I need in my rig. And so, um, yeah, so then the build went from kind of an off-road rig more into the overlanding style. And then it's gone through three different iterations and is now to the home on wheels where I actually live out of it full time. And um, that commitment was just like a pipe dream that I was, it used to, I used to think I couldn't do it. I was like, well, I'm not a digital nomad. I don't have an online job. I always had like a physical job. You still had to show up nine to five, you know? Um, and it just, you kind of get to a point where like, think outside the box, you know, if you really want something to happen, there's going to be a way to do it. And maybe it's just taking a leap of faith and an opportunity will present itself down the road. And that's exactly what happened for me was that I wanted to live on the road. I made the decision, didn't have the details all figured out, but they worked themselves out as I was on the road. And then, yeah, like I said, a year and a half almost later, I'm still on the road. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And I think a lot of people have that problem with, you know, taking that leap of faith and going, okay, can I, can I do this full time or, mm -hmm. or how's it going to work? Because, because everybody gets worried about money. Everybody gets hung up on money and, sure. you know, because you're thinking about, well, I got rent, I got all this other stuff. Well, full time. You're, yeah. Once you're, on, yeah. once you're going full time, I mean, it really changes your whole cost analysis. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it is a completely different animal. And overall, it's way, way less expensive than living in a, a stationary house, you know. 
uh, even with the build outs and, you know, car problems and gas and everything like that, you're still way below what you would pay in a year of rent. Well, and you're not, you're not doing like a lot of people do when they have a week and a half off work. You're not driving 1800 miles at a time or a thousand miles at a time to get somewhere yeah, and then running around in circles and then having to drive that thousand or 1200 miles back home, which is a lot of gas money. You guys, you, you guys are more stationary and you're not, you're traveling distances, but it's, it's over a longer period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime we have to do a long haul as we like to call them, uh, basically that's anything in my opinion, that's anything over like 12 hours. Of driving is kind of a long haul. That's a long haul. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll try to split that time frame up into as many days as possible. You know, I mean, if we if we have two weeks to get to the next destination, you know, for the next expo or you know the next event, um, you know, spread it out. Drive mm-hmm. for two hours a day. It's okay. Yeah. You know, drive, Enjoy yourself. You know, drive, See some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Get, yeah. Explore. Take, take the back your roads. Time. Take the back roads. <laughs> the back roads are better than the oh, the main man. roads oh, for sure. And, and I tell you what, right now you get way better gas mileage on the back roads. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Especially when you have larger tires and mm. and and you're not aerodynamic. You're not. <laughs> this is very you're true. Not trying to keep up with the semis doing 80 miles an hour down the yes. highway. So yes. that's <laughs> true. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's been going on with, uh, with you and Delia Enoch, um, so with Mo Leisure? We are still like, you know, hammering away at the national parks. Uh, we've, we're, we're at 52 nice. out of the 63. Um, we are trying to hit number 53, which is Royal Isles. Um, in September. And where is that at for people, especially so people that, that aren't is, in the U.S.? Uh, north of Michigan. It's in the Great Lakes. Okay. Uh, so uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it's just north of that. Is yeah. is that part of the one little spot that's the U.S. that's in Canada? It is very close. That you have to, to go area. through Canada to yep. get there? Yeah, it's okay. very close to that area. So that's up by uh, Voyager National Park, actually. Mm. So it's kind of all in the same, like... Like two hundred mile circle, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So like oh, very that, cool. Yeah, that area is really, really beautiful. Really beautiful. Uh, don't go in springtime because you will die from mosquito bites. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I was up in the Midwest a lot of years ago, and it was just mosquito mosquito haven up there, and oh, yeah. it it wasn't fun. Right. It was beautiful, but it it wasn't enjoyable. So no, no not 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 great at all. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else the, the newest thing that we've been doing is, uh, building out the Xterra. We have completely changed the entire setup. Um, yeah. Talk, talk ground, a little bit about the, that. Cause I've, yeah. I've been watching you, uh, you tweak some of the modifications, Absolutely. uh, the yeah. past few days and, yeah. um, it's pretty cool. So, so tell everybody about what you've done with this, this Nissan Xterra. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, decided, you know, for some crazy reason, uh, that uh, I was going to chop a giant hole in the roof and then cut out. That's not out. crazy. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else is crazy as me. Uh, and then I cut out the bottom of a uh, big country 4x4 rooftop tent, um, and I married them together. So now I have what is essentially like a Toyota Troopy build, like South African Troopy build, Australia, like those kind of like pop-top, all enclosed SUVs. 
Um, so that's I created that into the Nissan Xera platform. So you don't need the trailer anymore by any yes. means. And so yeah, we sold. I'm, I'm the sure trailer. you're saving saving on fuel and. Oh yeah, I mean, and we were done with that trailer. It, we had such bad experiences with Free Spirit Recreation. Like, you know, I just not a company that I would recommend for anyone to purchase. Okay. Um, but uh, it was just a lot of a lot of. Uh, bad experiences as a whole with that trailer. So it's very nice to switch away from that. Um, the, the project doing the, the cutout and everything has been very close to overwhelming, but I've managed to keep it under control. It looks amazing um, though. It looks amazing you. though. I, I mean, it looks, it looks very natural. It, nice. it looks like it was built for, for that from the factory. Nice. I mean, that's what I was really, I mean, you know, I'm, but, you know me, I like things to be neat and tidy. And, oh, yeah. And, and uh, so I decided to build with uh, aluminum extrusion this time. And um, the past, like, three builds that I've done have all been wood. And I always end up having issues like screws and ripping out and things like that because, you know, the ro- the trails are very rough. And um, then weight, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so, so now I think with this aluminum extrusion and having everything supported and, you know, everything's essentially mounted to the frame of the car because I've got the subfloor, it's bolted to the frame through the seat, the old seatbelt, uh, bolt holes and stuff. And then every, all the cabinetry and the bench on top, that's all bolted to the subframe. So everything's like directly to the car. So. It's, it's all one unit now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all one yeah. unit now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And oh, the fact that you guys can pull up on a rainy night to a campsite. We do not have to go outside. You don't have to get outside. Yeah. You can just crawl into the back and you guys can sit down inside this thing. Yeah. And then uh, you can make your coffee, whatever you want to do, your food, and then you can climb straight up through the roof. And Absolutely. Yeah. That's, we, uh, that's we, amazing. We put a uh, induction stove or oven top. What was it? Stove top. Not mm-hmm. an oven. I can't talk right now. <laughs> uh, we put an induction uh, stovetop in there. And so you don't have to worry about fumes or anything yep, no like that. Anything That's like awesome. That. And now that it's 100% electric, we produce our own electricity. So that negates the, the aspect that we have to purchase propane. Uh, on a regular basis, and you know, that's one less thing you got to worry yeah. about. And yeah, and and on the future trips that we have in the works, uh, I think it's a it's a smart move for us to move more toward an enclosed space um, and easy to set up, quick tear downs. I mean, I can I can break that whole thing down in like three minutes, maybe. And you can almost stealth camp in it. You can yeah. almost. Pretty close. If, if somebody doesn't know what they're looking at, they'll just say that's a really big spoiler on top of <laughs> that SUV. So, right. <laughs> I guess he races and he just parked it there for the night. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really nice to be in one parking space. Like we don't we don't have the side fold out. You know, you don't have the trailer. So Your cook set up and chairs spot. and yep. yeah. No, that's awesome. Exactly. That's really cool. So so let's talk about your setup, Kristen. Mm. Um, so what so what what do you have going on in the back of your Tacoma? You've you've done a few uh, upgrades recently too. <laughs> Something very unique for for the style camper you have. Yeah, I got the I got the project bug, Beanerhound, Enoch, and Braxton <laughs> that are building out. Braxton, our, our mutual friend, is building out his ambulance, so it's just kind of being around everybody. And I'm like, well, I have this idea, and then Enoch says, you should do it. 
Well, okay, I'll do it. So, <laughs> uh, I just keep poking until yeah. she was finally like, okay, okay. Enoch, I'll All do right. It. I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, so I have a vagabond drifter wedge camper on the back. Um, so it's kind of, it looks like a truck shell, but then the pop top opens in a wedge style and it's all built out. So there's cabinets back there. I did that back. Uh, I finished the build out right before the pandemic hit in 2020. And then, yeah, two weeks later, the world collapsed, it seemed. And like, for me, my work shut down and I said, perfect. I'm not going to live or stay here in the city. I'm going to go test this thing out. And then for three months, that was my first taste of like living out of it. Um, so it was really cool. But yes, mine's all aluminum as well. One inch tubing aluminum with plywood and it's got a homey vibe to it. But uh, yeah, so the, the project that I undertook with it was that the drifter campers have this, the, the part of the sleeping platform is this uh, platform piece that will slide back and forth or slide up onto the neighboring piece above it and then you can put the bed away. Whereas some of the newer wedge campers have this platform that is on struts and you give it a good push and it just rises up to the top of the wedge style camper um, to meet it, you know, so that you can get your sleeping platform out of the way and have more standing room. So there was one other person that has done it with the drifter campers, but essentially I converted the sliding platform to a now rising platform and it should hopefully just kind of open the space more, give it this more open feeling instead of that platform being there or just this weird looking mattress folded away. Now it'll just be all vertical and up and will hopefully just be nice. <laughs> a lot more convenient, a lot more, a lot more comfortable. I hope so. I mean, but it was see, seeing, seeing what you had before and the, what it is now, like I think it, it's way, way more room in there now. It feels, I know there's it, not yeah. actually more room, but it, it feels a, like there's way more room now that you have that open wedge section mm -hmm. with the bed just being up against the roof. It's just um, like out of the way. It's, yeah. it's just like the littlest things. It's one of the things with living on the road that like the littlest things that change your build and you're just like, oh, it made a big difference. It's just oh, especially so in a mid-sized truck, like yeah. like a Tacoma. Like I love, I I love the mid-sized trucks. I love Tacomas, and but you're limited on space. Mm -hmm. It's it's just very limited. But yeah, if you can do something like you've done and and expand that small space to feel like a big space, it 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 does wonders for your for your psyche or, and yeah. your just your everyday well-being. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, agree. I mean, it just makes you feel. A lot more comfortable well you took the third seats out of yours or like the back seats i mean i'm sure that felt just like wide oh open yeah vehicle. oh man it, <laughs> like every time i go into the vehicle with the pop top up and the beds all up you know gas shredded kind of like what uh, Kristen has in hers now um like you sit down on that bench and you just kind of like oh wait i can like stretch my arms out yeah, you're a tall guy, you know, was yeah, handing you tools up I, into there yeah, today, and you were just sitting there. Yeah, I can stand um, And you were standing in there, yep. and it, it was amazing to see. Yeah. It's way, way more room than I ever thought an exterior would have. Oh, yeah. And, like, taking out that back seat, building that subfloor, it, it opened up a nice space underneath where I was able to move all my uh, my house battery down there, and then I rewired everything. So now... All of my, my uh, off-road lights and stuff like that all run off the house battery now. 
I'm no longer pulling from the drive battery. And that's good if you are at camp for a few days. You don't have to worry about, oh, we're not going anywhere for a minute. Hold on. Yeah. yeah, So Exactly. And, and like, most things don't do, like, like um, you know, it's kind of like leaching the power. It just pulls a little bit of power all the The little vampire power. Yeah. 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 So, so I think it's really good to pull all those kind of things off of the starter battery and kind of made it really nice. I think uh, it's going to be really cool. And and that's being able to make that subfloor is how I was able to gain that space. And now I can have my utilities and stuff down there and uh, kind of clean up that whole look. And now I've got 200 amp hours of power. That's pretty good, man. I don't even How know are you charging your your uh, your power like that? Uh, so currently mm-hmm. we're using a uh, Renergy, a Renergy DC to DC and MTTP uh, solar controller. It's all built into one unit. Okay. Um, they have a 30 amp and a 50 amp version. Um, we we got the 30 amp because we're not do we don't you know we don't have like a big fridge or anything like really large like that. Um, so we just have like little things to, to charge and power off of that. Um, so are you just pulling power from solar so or do, I, you, do you have an option if you're somewhere? So when I'm driving, it's always, it's filling up the battery. So your alternator's helping, yeah, yeah. helping out from the vehicle. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Or did you install a second alternator? No, it, no. It's, it's the, just the one. It's just the one alternator. Okay. Yep. And do you have the option to, if you're going to be sitting somewhere um, for several days, to be able to hook, hook up shore power so to help charge too? That's one thing that I do not have yet. Um, the way that me and Delia have traveled for the last you know, two and a half, three years now, um, we've just never, ever been somewhere that we would have shore power, access to shore power. Um, it wasn't until recently when I started doing the new build that we've kind of been in stationary spots a lot yeah. more. Um, but, uh, once everything's back to normal, like I, I just, I don't see myself needing shore power anytime soon. So I was more so focused on the solar and the, uh, the car being able to provide power. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes total sense. That's you can just do what I do. I have all three. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I mean, it's cool to have an option for shore power. Well, so for shore power, what I do is I just, there's a, there's a battery, just trickle charger. And so that doubles that you can use that for a car battery or to charge somebody else's. So it like prime example, when we were at, um, Donald's house, I didn't realize, but when I, in my setting up the bed situation, I knocked one of the solar cables loose. Uh-oh. And so it wasn't charging and it drained the batteries. Um, and so I just put the little trickle charger on it and then just let it come back up. But then I can't remember who told me that trick. And then it's just like, but then you have a tiny little car charger or battery charger yeah, you that you can anywhere. use across the board. So then it's not per se shore power, which the shore power actual units yeah, are expensive. Yeah, because it circumvents the, mm-hmm. the whole yeah. other system. And yeah, and they're super pricey. Right and it's like, why not just put a battery tender on there and then you can just plug it in well the shore power from when i was what i was trying to get at with the shore power was that you could charge charge your system from yeah from a cord like you're saying Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i was trying to talk about not not that you guys have a a 110 plug that you're plugging in somebody's house and then you're like you're good to go but yeah no just a way to charge say say you got a 
say you're going to a national park that you got to mm-hmm. fly to and you got to leave your vehicle somewhere, you know, to be able to plug it in and, right. And just have it trickle charging. Right. So, yeah. so for, like you said, you, just to make sure when you get back and you're ready to get yeah. back in your home, right. That it's already, it's still ready to go. Yeah. It's ready to go. You're not like, well, Oh, well, everything's dead. So, right. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, Absolutely. Yeah. I think in that case, um, like, in my my thought process is that I, the solar panel would take care of that all the time because it's always going to be out out there. Um, not to say unless that, you're in Alaska during the winter. I mean. Not to say that's the case, <laughs> but uh, the way me and Delia travel, it it would typically be the case. Um, but yeah, no, I think in the future, um, I'm. You know, we we have uh, like I said, we're kind of planning out a, another trip. A uh, big one. So we'll probably do a full like power management system, like true, like, you know, maybe something like a red arc system or something like that, like uh, to, to prepare for that next big trip. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the, with the shore power for now. Anyways, I really yeah. like your idea though, with the the trickle chart i never even thought about that that and that's so inexpensive too by comparison oh that's something you can pick up at walmart or or a local auto parts store yeah i mean that's something you can pick up multiple ways it's not just oh you can use it on your own vehicle too yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah i really like that because i mean the 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 other one i was looking at was that uh starts with an n no nico yeah Either way. Oh, Nico at ICCO Nico? or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nico, they have a shore power system that you can integrate with other mm. systems. And uh, they were re- somewhat reasonably priced by comparison. Yeah. But I don't think you guys need to be able to or have to be able yeah. to plug in. I don't think you guys are going to be in RV parks where, yeah, and that's where it, you're like going to be running are. stoves and pumps yeah. To, yeah. to make your shower work mm. and, and all that and hot water heater and yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you guys are more self-sufficient than that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kristen, your your setup with the with the chuckle charge is yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just Agreed. one of those just in cases, which it came in handy because I didn't realize I'd knocked that cable loose, and then sure enough, I was like, oh, batteries are donezo. So, oh yeah, my no, own no, and if you lose them, like. Yeah. If you lose that power and you make it to the next campsite, you might not have power in the morning. I've had um, way too many experiences of a dead fridge just from like not having the proper, I mean, old batteries. Um, my solar controller went out. Like it was yeah. just all the stuff that like you wake up and your fridge is dead. You're like, no, again. And, so and it usually <laughs> it usually dies when you've gotten a good cut of meat or something and you're excited to get to camp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're like, oh my god, yes, this is this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's all warm. Worst. Oh. I guess I'm eating chips yeah. tonight. So. Yeah, I was like, no more. That's one of the nice things about the, the change out. I put a uh, fuse panel underneath for all the DC stuff, and I directly connected my fridge to that because it used to be plugged into the 12 volt outlet. Mm. And anytime I'd hit a bump, that thing would wiggle and my fridge would just shut off. Oh. And if I didn't like realize or check, like every hour I got to like look back and be like, is the fridge still on? Is the fridge <laughs> still on? And it's like, no, no man, it, it's off. <laughs> that, that's why I like my, my Jackery setup yeah. is that it, it, it's, it's in there it's pretty nice good. Yeah. Um, but if the Jackery's not charging through the truck, then of course it's going to start draining that. But 
I'm I can usually catch now. it. I got like three days to like catch it, nice. you know, before I'm You're in trouble. So, yeah, yeah, before I'm in trouble with the fridge. But um, so what's uh, before we talk about this big trip? What are you guys doing uh, next? You guys are heading out of Utah tomorrow. Um, and yes. uh, and yes. what are you guys doing? So we are going for a little jump down some back roads, maybe uh, hit, hit a few mountain passes on our way over to uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. That always sounds amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're going to go check out Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, Kristen hasn't been there before, correct? All right. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes, that's a new one. I'm nowhere near their national park status, but you know I'm slowly picking them off each year. So. Was, yeah. yeah, and then we got an event in Denver next weekend. The so, Mountain West, huh? Yeah, Overland Expo Mountain West. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if you're if you're in if you're in the area, come check us out. We're going to be at uh, All Dogs Off Road um, booth and Sphere booth. So yep. they're they're right next to each other. So we're going to be bouncing between those two. And we had a sphere on here last year from the Mountain Expo. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, and yeah, I I just went down the All Dogs Road. Yes, you did. As, as your, uh, per, per your suggestion, and I'm very happy with the par- parabolic leafs and the uh, and the Coney shocks. It, it's made a huge difference. Nice, nice. That's what so, I like to hear, man. I, yeah. I'm a huge fan of those parabolic leaf packs. Like, I just, I can't, I can't praise those things enough. I feel like I went, I went from like a, like a Miata to a Cadillac, like as far as like the smoothness of the ride and like, it's so much quiet. Like the, there's only two leaf packs. So it's, it's just, there's less moving parts and it's just quieter overall compared to like the, uh, old man emus that I had before. Well, that, that blew my mind that when they showed up here, that it was just two leafs. Yeah. Um, and they weigh like 50 pounds less. Yeah, it, well, I mean, they're a lot thicker for sure, but right. it 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 was it blew my mind because my stock leaf packs, which I had a three leaf and a leaf in, were what six eight inch. inches, yeah, eight six inches. to eight inches yeah. thick, and those things were bowing the wrong direction oh, for a leaf wow. pack while they're on the truck. So, um, yeah, to see two leaves show up, I I was scratching my head, going, well. I'm, Okay, I hope so. <laughs> and then after we put them on, I went and ran around yesterday, and oh, it's it made a huge difference. The shocks, of course, my Bilstein's had had over a hundred thousand miles on them, so they were right. They they were, they, they were done and tired. They they're ready to be done. So um, I'm excited. Tomorrow we're gonna hit some back roads as you guys leave. Nice. I'm gonna kind of escort yeah. you guys out on the back roads and yeah, show show some good show spots. you show you some good spots. Show you guys off, and then. Uh, <laughs> So I'm already aired down and ready. So it's exciting. Um, but so what's uh, tell us tell us about this big trip you guys oh, have coming up? <laughs> the big trip. The big trip. So in 2024, the spring, we will be heading up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. And uh, then we're going to be starting a fun little trip called the Pan American Highway. I heard that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, we've heard good things. <laughs> uh, we've, you know, we've we've been going to these expos. Uh, you know, both of us, we both started going to expos at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we met. And that's yeah, we met last a year. year. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah, we've met a lot of amazing world travelers and then talking with them and experiencing their stories, you know, through their own eyes. And it's just, it really inspired me to like put together the Pan American Highway. And it was a really like driven goal for me. And, I, and I'm really like kind of almost overly focused on it. Um, almost to the point where I'm like, uh, national parks, what? But yeah, we're, <laughs> we, we're finishing up the national parks. Don't worry. Everybody. Finish one project we're at a time, man. Finish <laughs> all 63 national parks before we go onto the Pan American Highway. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're super excited about doing that. The, the biggest thing that's going on right now is, is, uh, really making contacts and connections and changing our rigs to manage that kind of a trip. Um, so that's a lot of the reason why I did the whole change out on the build to bring it in inside and a quicker setups and everything like that. So that way on the Pan American Highway, um, it's just it's just a more smooth and, and streamlined process overall. Explain to the listeners that don't know what the Pan American Highway is, what what it is. Yeah. So. Um, so I'll give you kind of a brief history behind it. So the actual Pan American Highway goes from Brownsville, Texas, down to Panama. Oh wow! That is I didn't know Brownsville was. Yeah, that is the only section of the Pan American Highway that is completed. Uh, originally, back after World War World War Two, they were trying to get everyone together, and they were going to build a road from Alaska all the way down to the tip of Argentina. So and what's the name of the town down there? We talked about this last night. Oh man, there was supposed to be a quiz today, and you didn't quiz me, so now I forgot. It starts with a U. It does start with a U. Ushuaia. 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 <laughs> yes. So Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, down to Ushuaia, Argentina, is now the new like world traveler version of the Pan American Highway. And there's a few different variations in different Absolutely. countries because. Yeah. Depending, Depending on what's what's going on in countries, sometimes you can't yeah. can't just cross over super mm-hmm. easy, and you it's might have to go changing. around. Absolutely. Um, so, you, you, or if you decide to go a different way, just because it looks cool that other mm-hmm. way, you know, yes. you can always do yes. that. Yeah. So, like right now, um, obviously, we all have to be aware of the political turmoil that goes on in third world countries. Well, now we have a pandemic yeah. that, and that coming out of the pandemic. Different now, countries have different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that was one of the main reasons that we're waiting until 2024 is because of the pandemic and the restrictions that a lot of uh, different countries in Central America put on um, going through the borders. So if we would have if we would to go this year or next year, they essentially if you're going through the border, you are required to take. Uh, certain tests to be able to be allowed in there. And those tests are oh, wow. like multiple hundred dollars per person. Wow. So that, you know, they're, they're, they're really trying to get the, the tourist. It makes, yeah, yeah. It makes me yeah. wonder if it's like not for safety. It's for, well, it's for money. It's, it's, it's both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. both. You know, they, they can, they can get this extra money because of this. You know, yeah. so they want people to be safe, but they're going to take advantage of the tourists. Yeah. So, you know, and, 
And you know, I understand. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah like we're, we're filthy rich compared to pretty much any of them, you know, and you're rolling through like, okay. We, but are we, because we're not rich in the, <laughs> and the culture a lot oh, of times like they are the, yeah, that's, the that's just, the just living, you know? Yeah. 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 We won't <laughs> yeah, get into yeah. that on this episode, but <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, we just have to be aware and prepared for those uh, kind of scenarios. So the track could potentially change, but right now the plan is North America's easy peasy. We're all used to it. We're comfortable. Everyone speaks our language. There, you know, all those kind of like norms. Um, so those, that easy is not. That's all going to be super easy. So we get into Mexico. Um, me, Delia, and Kristen. We've all been down to Baja. We've spent, you know, multiple months down in Baja. So we're pretty comfortable with that section of Mexico. But, but I feel like when you um, get deeper into the not so touristy spots like Baja, it, the language is going to start getting there. And yeah. So I mean, de- definitely have a book or, so that's or, the, or your Google Translate works amazing that's what from I, what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, so. that's one of the biggest goals that uh, we have for everyone that's going to be on the expedition is that we all want to be conversationally able to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we don't want to go down and just be the dumb Americans that are just here to have fun and party. And like, we want to yeah. be part of their culture. Donde esta Cancun. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to do that. So. Yeah. 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 So, you know, obviously we'll know all the important words. I mean, you know, cerveza is a oh. very important <laughs> word, but, but, um, that, that is one part. Cause as we're going through this, we're, we're planning on taking about a year to do the trip. Typically most people do six months at the most. Or, I, or they I personally lost. don't think that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Or they get lost. And that's the other, that's the other possibility is that the year trip, when we're done with it at the bottom, it might take us a few years to make it back to America, <laughs> to be honest. Like, well, and just like, say, say you fell in love with one of the countries on the way down. Yeah. And you're like, like let's go back to down, this area. Yeah. We're already down there. There's no reason not to see all of South America, you know, because coming down, we're going to go into Colombia and then we'll drop down over to, to uh, Chile. And well, let's let's talk about Argentina. that section right there, mm-hmm. the Darien Gap. Yeah. So let's let's tell tell people what the Darien Gap is because that's something. Yeah. That's the it's it's literally a gap in the highway that you can't just drive yeah, through. It, it is a section of the uh, tropical forest in Panama. Uh, it's mountainous and swamp rivers and like full on tropical forest. Yeah. A uh, rainforest. And um, so there are no roads that go through it. There are tons of ways to get through that area, but not with a vehicle. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, if you ever attempt to go through that area, you are a visitor. You better be humble. And be very, very careful because yeah. it's it's an ungoverned anarchist yes. Uh, yes. society yeah, that's, that lives there. That's that, that's huge to point out yeah. is that it's ungoverned. It, yeah. It's it is the society that's there has their own rules. So mm-hmm. exactly, be so, respectful. But um, the way most people people do it is they ship around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is the that's the main way. So we'll we'll go to uh, Panama City 
and then we'll get uh, shipping freight from there to Turbo, uh, Colombia, and then we'll either take a boat. They have they have some really cool um, like multi day boat kind of trips. You go through a bunch of little islands. And, we have to wait on your vehicle there. to get over there anyway. So. Yeah, and and that's that's a whole other thing, by the way. Like you you ship it once it's on that boat. It could be a month or two. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's not even joking. Like not yeah. even joking. Like you normally from what I've heard it. is it's 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 you know, a few days to a week. But mm-hmm. yes, it can it can yeah. turn into a a whole a whole or not a deal, but it's it might be a while. Yeah, because okay. because yeah. it did it depends on how long it takes them to fill up that boat. Yeah. So if you get in there, and so you're, bring like and you're eighty right cars the, with hey, you, yeah, and then you guys can fill up the whole boat. Yourself. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think we get a better rate that way. Too. Yeah. Like, a group rate. Yeah. yeah. How much for eighty? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll we'll plan that out, and then uh, make it over to Turbo, and then from uh, Turbo we'll shoot down. There's one uh, Belize, well, Belize. But real quick, so you have to so, go through Belize and then Chile. Oh, that I sounds terrible. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah, it's a rough life. Um, so yeah, let's talk. Well, we don't talk about it, but yeah. So you guys have to make sure your vehicles can fit inside. Do you guys yes. have to put them in a shipping container? Yes. So 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 you guys are having to make sure that your vehicles are the correct width and yeah. height to fit inside a shipping container. Yeah. So we have, uh, we'll have one support vehicle, which is a, a Braxton Big Mama, is what we call her. Um, it's the ambulance. It's the ambulance. Uh, it's a E350 with a 7.3 diesel. And he, that's the tallest vehicle we have. And because of him, we'll have to get a, a high top for his vehicle. And it'll be a little bit more money for his, but everyone else's should fit into a standard uh what are those things called? Container. Shipping that, containers. Yeah, yeah shipping yeah. containers. So, yeah. yeah, you just pull that shipping container straight in, and then you – I don't know how they crawl out, but you crawl out somehow. For me, yeah. I, for me, and I can hope crawl you out find back, your, uh, I don't think I could crawl out with this. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, yeah, that's – yeah, that's just something that, uh, you know, normally when you're crossing a ferry or something, taking your vehicle from one piece of land to the next, it's – you're driving on – a ferry boat and you get out and you hang out for a yeah, little while, yeah. maybe overnight and then you're there. But no, you guys are actually basically packing your stuff in an envelope, a steel envelope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then handing them the keys, getting a backpack. Yeah. You're handing them the keys. And you're like, I hope I see you. Getting on the a backpack side. of your clothes and going, well, I hope to see you in a few days yeah. home. You know, it, for, for me planning this trip out, that's the most stressful part. Oh, I because it's I don't a blame complete you. disconnect in a full like we have to trust whoever we picked to ship these over and hope that we picked right. Mm-hmm. You're not you don't have UPS doing it. You have yeah, yeah. I mean, they have you know the very reliable shipping companies oh, yeah, over but, there, just just like everywhere else. But it's still nerve wracking. Just, just like everywhere else, <laughs> you have bad workers and you have good workers. If we get a bad guy that day and they, they're loading up that container and it shifts, like you don't know what you're getting back. So that's like worst case scenario, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but that's like my little, that's like the little stress point as far as this trip has been planning, as I've been planning out, is that 
that section of just kind of concern because we'll we'll be completely out of control. You're disconnected from your yeah. home. Yeah, we have no control over that. Scenario. Literally, your home. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's border, scary. But border crossings are always going to be a little. Um, not like dangerous or anything like that. You just kind of got to get a li- at least I do. I always get a little heightened when I'm going through a border. I think we all do. You know, I mean, like, even when I, I used to go something? into, did I forget something? <laughs> did, is, is, you know, we, we've done our research, but did we fill out all the paperwork correctly? You know, it's not like they're going to get, they're not going to like throw you in jail for not filling out the paperwork correctly. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> you're, you're the, you're the guy in the line that's holding up everybody else because you didn't do something correct well when i was up in uh michigan for a while I just crossing over into canada mm-hmm. and at the time you didn't need a passport it was oh right it was your social security card but every time for some reason it you get this heightened mm-hmm. like okay okay hopefully yeah. this works i want to go back home and or i hope yeah. i get, get across and um i remember crossing the border into mexico in laredo um mm-hmm. and just going mm-hmm. down there shopping and and eating for the day and you yeah. just had to have your texas driver's yeah, license, driver's license yeah 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 and it's easy back and forth but whenever you're going back into texas you know you got to show everything and declare anything but right. you always got this yeah yeah this heightened sense of okay is this all good like, yeah I, nothing's changed whatsoever it's all good but right right it, in your mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine when you're 3,000 miles away from home. Right. And everything right. you know. you know. Yeah, because when we go through Central America, we have to go through more borders through Central America than we do have to through the entirety of South America. Yeah, it's pretty packed in there. I mean, it is just like border, drive three hours, border, drive four hours, border. It's like driving in the like, northeast of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So that... You know, and, and every border's got its own little thing, so you just have to be aware. Um, yeah, and every country has their own their own exactly. rules and everything. Exactly. So, yeah, you like yeah. stamp the, in and got to stamp out. The biggest thing is to be aware of that I'm noticing so far talking with people is when you're going through these borders, don't engage. Like, you don't need a random person. That's because they they come up to you and they're like, oh, I can expedite you. I can da 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 all this stuff. Like, if you want to do that, that's fine. You you know, um, but you don't need to. The the only thing you need to do is go to the immigration office before you enter the country and before you leave the country. And at the immigration office, they will walk you through everything you need to do to be in that country legally and tell you what you need to do when you leave that country. So, so, so it's their visitor center. Exactly. Like, hey, it, yeah. Yep. This is what's here. This is what yep. you need to do. And you're good after that. Yeah. So. so like when you're going, like when you go into Baja, um, through Mexicali, um, you, you pull in to the border and you have all the gates up and then off to the left-hand side, there's a little parking lot before you cross the actual like security line. There's a parking lot. You park there. You walk into the immigration, and that's where you pay for your, you know, six month visa. It's like thirty five dollars, I think, something like that. And then, um, and then they stamp your passport and they send you on your way. You know, you don't have to do that. You can just go through the border and go do all your stuff, and then come back. And no, most likely, you're not going to have any issues, at least in Baja. But as you get well, further, it's a majorly cross exactly, thing exactly. by. By Americans and the Mexicans all at yeah. the same time, you know, yeah. it's so heavily, heavily crossed every day. And, and then there's a lot of insurances too. 
yeah. every country you're going to have to buy insurance for that time frame that you're in that country. Yeah. 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 That's what I've heard too. So, 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 so from Colombia, you guys are going to head south and, um, yes. all the way down <laughs> to where? Ushuaia. Ushuaia. <laughs> Argentina. Yeah. Cool. Um, and maybe if we're lucky, we can like hitch a ride to Antarctica. It's not that far from I mean, here. I mean, I feel no. like if we're down there in wintertime, maybe we can just drive there. Challenge accepted. Is there well, advice? you guys will be there. It freezes over, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Actually, if you guys down are down there while totally it's summer here, then it'll be winter there. But yeah, if you guys oh, are, yeah. our, our plan is we're, 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 we're going to be running. switched. Yeah, so, so, so it should be summer down there. Exactly. So yeah. that's why we want to start in spring up in Alaska and then work our way down. So by the time we it'll get be, down, it'll be some nice and warm time. in yeah. Central America. Well, I mean, I heard it's lovely that time of year. <laughs> no <laughs> mosquitoes from what I've heard. There's no mosquitoes in Central America. Yeah. No, but I don't even think they have bugs. No, I don't think area. they yeah. Do either. I think there's no humidity. Um, there's no bugs. There's yeah, that no sounds nothing. about right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful. Sounds great. Drinks are always nice and cold. I mean, it's, it's like magic. Oh. Is it like a paradise. It's paradise. I knew it. Paradise. I knew it was going to be a paradise. <laughs> I knew it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. Um, we we hope hope you guys have a a great time on your trip and. Um, we definitely want to check in with you guys while you're while you're on the road. Yeah, let's for sure. do like a video call or uh, a a video chat for the podcast. And, yeah, definitely. And we'll update everybody from the road. Yeah, and we can definitely do that. That'd be amazing. That'd be a lot of fun. So that'd be cool. All right. Well, thanks for having us on. So, yeah. Really thank well, you. no, th- thank you guys for being on. Thank you guys for coming to visit the new home here in Utah. That's very so, nice. So, um, nice. yeah, you, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, um, I've moved from chasing campfires. Has moved from Austin, Texas, up to just south of Salt Lake City, Utah. So we're out oh, yeah. uh, in a little bit more fun, fun area to. To enjoy ourselves off road right. and camping, so yeah, he's got the BLM in his backyard. So oh can, yeah, uh, oh yeah, that's awesome. Bureau of Land Management, yeah, yep. yeah, the but public it, lands. What do you, what do you like? A minute away, five minutes, and you're on it, or is it like right there? It's like right there. Right it's there? yeah, it's it's probably two minutes. Okay. Yeah. A grueling two minutes oh, down the road. That's rough, yeah. man. I, that's the worst. It is. To drive two it minutes it really dirt. is. I'm like, oh, there's so much dirt here. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually drove to the driver's license office last week, um, and I had to do about five miles of dirt to get over to the driver's license office. Oh, oh no! It's terrible. It was oh. so terrible. <laughs> but, have to go wash the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no respectable mall crawler will be dirty, sir. No, no. I was actually thinking thinking about getting bigger wheels and smaller tires. That that way I can oh, look, that's, look yeah, better. But that's, yeah, that's rubber but, but, but the dirt would just just ruin the look of those wheels. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for being on. Um, um, Kristen, let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, at Badass Burnett, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. You'll find me there. Awesome. And then uh, at Mo Leisure X Ventures. And we're also on all the, uh, the social medias and YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. And you can find us on Chasing Campfires Podcast on Instagram. Um, and then um, I will put a link in the show notes to everybody's 
um, so social medias and YouTubes. So awesome. thank you. Thanks you guys for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time.